0: I'm going to start with Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. So my message is called New Faith. New Faith. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you're going to get more than your money's worth. Yeah. And the scripture simply says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So faith's important, right? There's no other way that I can please God. Who wants to be pleasing to God? I want to be pleasing to God. And it says, without faith, it's impossible. I studied this verse in every version of the Bible I could get a handle. Like I just went onto Google and I just looked through dozens of versions of the Bible. Some scriptures sound very different in different versions. This is one of those scriptures that says exactly the same, no matter what version of the Bible you read. It basically is, is unchanging. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been tested in my faith at different seasons of my life. Anyone else? Been tested in your faith. I'm talking about those seasons, you know, when things just don't turn out the way you expected. Maybe, you know, one of what I call the reversals of God, the reversals. So it's like you have an expectation that something's going to happen. Something has been revealed to you. Maybe, you know, through reading the Word, something has jumped up and been revealed. Maybe... uh, you know, in a prophetic word or a preached message and your expectation has arisen and you have a picture of, of what God is going to do. And then life takes a 180 degree turn and your promise walks out the door or it dies with its legs in the air. Anyone been there? <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's hardcore. I mean, one of my best, dearest friends passed away a couple of years ago in her early 50s uh, from cancer. One of the most godly I mean, honestly, most, most God-loving people who I have ever known. And to be believing with her for a number of years to be healed and then to see her um, go to be with the Lord, it's a test of faith. Times like that you're tested. You know, you've given into perhaps an offering, the church building fund, and the next thing you know, your car breaks down, the engine blows up, and you could have done with that money to fix your car. Anyone been there? It's a test of faith. Come to Jesus, you're believing for your loved ones to fight him too. And the next thing you know, they turn on you, they hate your guts, they think you're nuts, you've joined a cult. Been there. Uh, It's a test of faith. And so we're all tested, we're all faced challenges. I just sense in my spiritual waters today, there's some of you here today and your faith bucket is feeling a little empty. Your faith bucket is feeling a little empty. And maybe even feeling a little bit inadequate in the light of the circumstances that you're facing right now. Well, I've got good news because I believe God wants to take the pressure off, number 1. Let's take the pressure off because some for some people faith is just another added pressure. Oh, I've got to believe. Oh my gosh, we completely got believe, believe, believe. And believing means I can't say anything wrong. You know my confession's got to be right. Oh, I can't think anything wrong. Oh my gosh, I'm thinking something wrong. I'm disqualified. I'm not. Nothing's going to happen now. Nothing's going to change. And faith becomes another big burden when in actual fact, it's meant to be the thing that relieves us of our burdens. So I want to bring you a fresh perspective of faith today. And it's not that anything you've ever heard before is wrong. But this is what God has spoken to me recently. Let's have a fresh look at the word. Hebrews 12. Verses 1 to 2 says, Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That was the New King James. In the New Living Translation, it says, We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. And in the Amplified Bible, it says looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith, the first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity. So what's this scripture saying? i tell you, I tell you what it's saying. It's saying that faith starts with Jesus, faith ends with Jesus, and everything in between is Jesus. We do not have the power to create faith. You cannot manufacture it. You can't force it. Faith is much more than confidence or positive thinking. It's not bravado. It's not a mask. It's not pretending that something isn't happening when it is. Faith is a supernatural spiritual force that is given to us for free. For free, Romans 4.16 says, Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace. Faith according to grace. It's grace. Let's talk about grace for a moment. I don't know what your definition of grace is. Lots of good ones. God's riches at Christ's expense. Anyone ever been taught that one? G-R-A-C-E, God's riches at Christ's expense. That's not a bad definition actually. Grace is that which God gives us for free. Yep, it's any gift that comes from God that comes not because of who you are, but because of who he is. Not because of what you can do, but because of what he has done. It starts with our salvation. You only believed unto salvation because God gave you the ability to do that. That's where faith started. You didn't even get the ball rolling, sweetheart. Jesus got the ball rolling for you. You loved because He first loved you, and you had that ability to believe. I was 19 years old, a Catholic girl uh, searching for something. I I, I would have said I was looking for a cause. I would have said I was looking for a purpose. You know, I wanted—I was protesting about everything at the time. There was a protest on, I jump in. I remember my—I won't say exactly what he used to say, but my dad used to look at the television and he'd say, "Shoot the beep b- beeps," you know, shoot them. My dad's Italian, and I'd be a part of the beep, beep beeps out there on the. But I went to church this day. Just took myself to a church that I saw advertised. I knew I knew no one there, not a soul. Didn't well, it was Christmas Day actually, Christmas Day, nineteen eighty, and I honestly—it was supernatural. God just caused this advertisement in a newspaper to leap out, and I went. And I heard a message. And this message was not what I was expecting, because it was Christmas Day, right? So I'm expecting to hear about baby Jesus, three wise men, the Virgin Mary. And he actually preached from John 10.10, which says, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And it was like a light bulb went on. I had an aha moment. I thought, abundant life. Abundant life. Like, it, it, that's what I'm looking for. And as I left the church that day, the pastor wished me a Merry Christmas, and I burst into tears. And uh, clever pastor, he figured God's moving here, something's going on. He asked me whether I'd given my heart to the Lord, whether I'd given my life to Christ. I don't remember the exact question because, to be honest, I didn't even understand it at the time. I thought, well, I've been christened, First Holy Communion confirmed three times that I know of. So I said, well, I think so. I think I have. But you know what? Clever pastor. He realized that if you just think so and don't know so, you probably haven't so. You got a dude with a serious looking camera here. I am it is shocking trying to get good pictures of me in action. I just need to I just need to go. You get your camera ready. You all right? Let's I just, I just go. There you go, you get it? Great. We're done. We've got one decent one. I said moisang. And so the pastor led me in this prayer right there at the door of the church. And I didn't even understand what I was praying. But all I knew in my heart, I loved what you shared, Mike, about that transaction, transaction, and that was there was a transaction going on. It was like, Lord, you know, God, I'm feeling something today. I'd always believed up here, so I had a belief. But that day, faith was ignited. It was, it, it was. I, I, I could sense something. I literally now, faith is not about what we feel. But I've got to be honest, that day I had felt something. That's why we gather together. That's why we have worship. Gives people an opportunity, not just for us to give God our worship, actually creates an atmosphere. And someone walking in for the first time, second time, another time, I felt the difference. I'm telling you, I felt there was something alive in that place. And as we, as I prayed, repeated the words after the pastor, all I knew is it was this, this transaction, my death for his life, like, like my dead stuff, my, my, my emptiness for, for whatever this was that I was feeling. Jesus, if, if, if you are if you are the bringer of abundant life, because I had thought the opposite. As a girl growing up in the Catholic girls' school, I thought, hello, Jesus, goodbye life. Just saying, never going to have fun ever again in my life, you know? And this connection had been made between Jesus and abundant life. And for the first time, I actually believed it. I believed it enough to take that first step of faith. I'm not saying I totally understood it all. But at that moment, there was a transaction. I. I relocated spiritually at that moment. The Bible says we all, when we open up our hearts to receive Jesus, something takes place. You're not just a, a, like signing a allegiance to Jesus as opposed to somebody else. You know, it's not just about joining a religious club. You literally change spiritual address. You go from darkness to light, from death to life. And I knew that at that moment, I relocated. I I. Felt the weight lift off me. I remember skipping out of that church like a spring lamb. Like I was singing songs I'd heard for the first time. I was just, I felt alive. But it all started because of Jesus. Jesus. He was the one. And there's some of you here today facing impossible situations and life has been tough and you don't even know if you believe anymore. And trust me, I've been there even in the ministry where I'm not even, well, my challenge has been at times and I'm sensing some of you will relate to this. It's not that I don't believe in God anymore, but I'm not sure if I believe if you're good. I've, I have been there. I, I, I know what it is to feel totally bereft of faith. And yet I also know what it is for Jesus, the author, to come and create something in my heart. That I just pos- I, it, it was impossible for me to create of, of my of myself. I do not have that power. It does not originate with me. It does not come from human flesh. From human, you, you, someone is here today, and I'm seeing a broken, shattered heart because of uh, what you have just walked through. It's been a very, very cold, cold, harsh winter. You're still looking down the barrel right now of hopelessness, and the Lord wants you to know today that He can come and He can create faith. He is the author and where you're not believing right now, He can come. If you're willing. If you're open. It's exactly what He wants to do this morning. Jesus, the author and perfecter, has according to grace. Because some of us think, oh, I need more faith. But that means more work. But not according to this. You see, I even used to teach that. Faith like a muscle. And the more you use it, the stronger it gets. Well, that kind of is only a part truth. Because all you, all you need is to face something that you've never ever faced before. And you need to use a whole new muscle that you've never ever used before. Yeah. And what's more, if it was all about us using the muscle of faith, that means the growth of it is dependent on us. Yeah. But that, it actually isn't. I tell you what, there is a gift waiting for you as a church. There is a gift of faith. God wants to impart a Gift of faith. That faith is a buoyancy of faith in this place. And I see people walking in feeling so broken and hopeless and despair. And the moment they walk in, it's going to be the atmosphere is going to be charged. Whoosh, like this electric current. Oh, I've got to get the hairs on my arms have just stood up. You see that? And I'm Italian. I've got a few of them. So it's like. like I'm telling you, I am sensing something in God that there is going to be. I'm, I, the other one's gone now. It's like, woo-hoo, it's like this electric current of faith. That's the word of the Lord to you as a church today. I've just hit it right there. That, And I'm just seeing in the spirit like, like a charge. And people are going to walk in and it's like, anyone ever felt the charge in the air like just before a, a lightning storm? Right? I remember getting a bolt of lightning through a phone. I went outside onto the veranda and I had the cordless phone to my ear and bo I got a bo got a bolt of lightning that's about to you know to the side of the head. It was like someone punched me. But 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 people walk in and and there's no faith at all and as soon as they walk in <laughs> Okay, something, something, and and, and today, today, it's beginning. Today, today, this new, this new impartation of faith, this new, uh, I keep wanting to say level, but it's more than a level, it's another dimension. It's another dimension of faith. Don't be afraid to bring your friends to this place. Don't be afraid to bring family to this place. Even the hardest nuts. Even those who say, oh, I'm not even interested. I don't want. Don't be afraid to invite them when there's something. Because there's going to be something moving in the atmosphere. And it's a gift. It's grace. No pressure, pastors. No pressure. He said, you've been crying out for it. You've been seeking and pressing in for that something new. Well, here it is. Here it is, the gift of faith. So faith is a grace. It's a gift. And how do we receive grace? This is profound. This is really profound. How do you receive? In Jesus' name. Now, if you're visiting and you've never seen that, you think, whoa, what's going on there? So, you know, not a psychic, not doing readings, not listening to angel guides, not talking to the dead. Uh, People don't see the the gift gift of prophecy that much uh, in churches um these days so it, it read it up first corinthians 12 i i'm found in ephesians 4 the gift of the prophet uh and i just then why did i why did i bring a word to that so it's just a word from god and it's not i'm not hearing audible voices you know it said now that they they can pray about that the pastors can pray about that and they, they can either think you know yeah we reckon that's from god or they're not they can say no nah, we don't think that's from god it's your business you can actually do that let the prophet speak, let the others judge, it says in First Corinthians 14, uh, and I'm not offended at all, and you don't have to make the prophet look good, but if you reckon, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the Lord, you guys, i going encourage you, write it out, get the recording, listen to it again, you never hear it all the first time, and then you can, you can stand on it, you can warfare with it. Okay, faith, faith is a grace, it's a gift that we receive by asking asking hey you're finding like you've you know the level of faith in your life is is a bit low. you're faced with something you think I just can't believe like this is I have a brother I have been praying for for 40 years now to come to the Lord and there've been little little signs of hope little flickers and I think here we go and then seems just go back where it all started again and I mean there've been times he's been just downright anti- I mean, aggressively so, violently so. Um, And then a miracle happens, and yeah, I have to keep coming to the Lord. And, like, God, I need faith. I need faith. We can can ask. Grace is received by asking. And no one here is more deserving than anyone else. That's the great thing about grace. And this is something else that's awesome. There is no one here who's more predisposed. To faith than anyone else. It it, really, people look at someone like me who's in the ministry. Trust me, we definitely uh, don't have a head start on anyone else in the area of faith. God's got no favorites. We all have the same potential to believe, equally. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, what you've been through. Irrelevant. Seriously, I don't care what you've done. You can believe doesn't matter what you're going through. You can believe when when you're up. You can believe when you're down. You can believe when you're suffering. You can believe when you're flourishing. Like to believe is a gift from God. So some of you are just looking in in the wrong place. You're looking in the wrong place. I say go to God. Go to Jesus. You need some faith? Just go to Jesus. Tell him. Be honest up front. I'm having trouble believing. Give me some faith. We're nearly there looking unto Jesus. So faith is not independent of Jesus. I'm reminded of the father of a sick child in Mark chapter 9. I don't know if you know the story, but this child was having seizures, would be gripped with seizures, thrown into the fire. Do I have the worship team return, please? Um, The disciples, the disciples hadn't been able to help. And he goes to Jesus, this This father goes to Jesus and tells him, even your disciples can't get my child healed. And Jesus says to him, if you can believe, this is Mark chapter 9, 23 to 24. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Now this is a very interesting statement. Because I thought in order to get a miracle, you, you couldn't put a word wrong. Yeah, you couldn't make you couldn't make any statement of unbelief. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, but no, can't. But what did he do? He said, Lord, I believe, help. So that's the prayer some of you need to pray today. Simply, help. Help my unbelief concerning my husband. Help my unbelief concerning my children. Help my unbelief that I don't have a husband. Help my, uh, my unbelief in, in, in the area of provision. Some of you are very, very stressed and overwhelmed in that area of provision and finances. How are we going to make ends meet? Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And the amazing thing is, is that that man with the sick child got a miracle. His son got healed on a statement just not of belief, but of unbelief. God just wants to take condemnation off some of us today. Yeah, yeah, you're struggling. Yes, it's tough. Yes, you are struggling with with unbelief. But Jesus didn't condemn that guy and say, go away and get your confession in order and just get, wait until you come back to me with 100% perfect belief. Then we'll talk about a miracle. No, what Jesus responded to his honesty. Oh, He responded to his honesty. How about let's have some honesty? Yeah, let's just have some honesty. Let's just get real with God. Hey, let's be vulnerable. Some of you blokes need to get a bit vulnerable in the face of God. Say, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not doing too well. You know, I'm, I'm, re- instead of acting like everything's okay and being ashamed because of what you're feeling. Start to be honest with God and honest with some others. and say, this is how I'm feeling. Look, this don't don't be condemned because Jesus, He responded to the Father who was struggling and admitted He was struggling with faith. Jesus said, you know what? I'm just going to perfect that faith that you have need of so you can receive your miracle. I mean, how good a deal is this? Jesus gives you the faith and He perfects the faith. He's the author and the perfector. He doesn't just get it started. He, I, so many times I've come to him saying, when we moved from Adelaide to Sydney 10 years ago, our living expenses quadrupled, quadrupled. We, we used to own a home in Adelaide. And when we moved to Sydney, the cost of that home, they could even buy a toilet in the northern beaches of Sydney. I'm, I'm just telling you, it was next level, man. And not I did I knew real estate would be, but I had no idea everything else was too cost of our insurance for our contents alone in sydney was more than for our house and contents in adelaide everything car Joe, everything and you know what for so long i was just pretending oh, we can do this we can do this we can. but it wasn't until i got to the point and looking at my husband and saying we can't do this we're stuffed we cannot do this and to come to jesus say jesus you know what? We had faith for Adelaide, but man, I don't know what it's going to take to actually make ends meet in this place. But Lord, I'm, I'm, we're coming to you because you are the author and the perfecter. And you know what? In doing that, something broke, something shifted, something has started to lift, started to change. Romans 10 so what's your responsibility? I'm going to tell you what your responsibility is. Romans 10 17 says, faith comes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. First, the good news is faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it comes from God. Faith doesn't come from your mind, it doesn't come from your intellect, it doesn't come from your qualifications, your university degree, your position, your calling, your great family history. Faith comes from God, right? So, but 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 this is this is the other great thing, is that it comes. Faith comes. So I wasn't here until yesterday afternoon. I've never been to Armadale before. I wasn't here until the plane landed at 1:30 in the afternoon. When was it? When did I land? 1:30 in the afternoon. Vicki comes. Here she was. She wasn't here, now she is. Faith comes. Just because it's not here now doesn't mean it won't be. Just because you don't have faith in your heart concerning that situation doesn't mean you won't. Just because you've never known faith for healing before doesn't mean that you can't have it. Because faith comes. It comes into that area where it hasn't been before. It comes into that dryness. It comes into that desert. It comes into that wilderness. It comes. I see faith coming. like a, It's in the shape of Jesus. He's just coming. Yeah, never been here before. Here I come. Hey, that's good news. Hey, give it faith for that family member to come to the Lord. Faith comes. Faith comes by hearing, hearing, hearing. Hearing. Put, put your spiritual antenna up, people. Wake up each day. God, God can speak. God wants to speak. He speaks. He speaks anyway. He speaks. At any time, anywhere, any place, for heaven's sake, when you come to church, come with an expectation, you're going to hear something. You know, and it could be through the preaching, through the worship, can, can, but can be in a conversation. Revelation could come through conversation. So, um, faith comes by hearing. Hearing. John ten twenty seven. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. If you've, if you've given your life to Jesus, give me a wave. As, okay. John 10:27 is talking about you. You are his sheep. I love it. It's not just it's not just particular sheep. It's not just ordained sheep. Old sheep. Been walking with Jesus 100 years sheep. Good looking sheep. Size 8 sheep. Faultless skin perfection sheep. It's just sheep. And it's not maybe here. Yeah, even a young rooster like you can hear the voice of God. John ten twenty seven. my sheep hear. So you can hear the voice of God. But the thing is, we're often expecting to hear something here. Or, you know, like we're thinking it's going to be false pages and sentences. No, it's, it's not actually the language of the Spirit. It, it's, 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 it's an impression. It's a thought. It's a thought that didn't originate with us. That's why people get confused. Like, oh, no, that's just me. Tell you what, some of you give yourselves far too much credit. Yeah, you're praying for God to speak, and He's speaking. He keeps saying, "Oh no, no, that's just me." God's tearing His hair out. He's going, "What's it going to take?" Someone else comes along, confirms, says the same thing to you. Oh no, 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 it's just coincidence. And then He goes, "Is that God? Or is that me? Is that God?" That's called double-mindedness. Read what happens to the double-minded in James chapter one. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing comes a time. You just have to draw a line in the sea. I don't know. I think you've. I haven't been to any other church in Armadale, but you got it. I think you might have the cream of the crop. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. I guess just close our eyes for a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're here. Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord. faith today, on your faith today, oh, your ways, your ways, oh, your ways are good ways, Lord, oh, we open up our hearts, oh, to receive you, Jesus, oh, to receive your word to us, right now. You know, when there's a prophet in the house, a spirit of revelation is, is released. That means that you can hear from him right where you are. You know, I have brought some personal words to people, but it means that he can speak to you. It might have been something I've said today, it might be just something that's dropped into your heart, just a thought, a picture. But I sense that right now, bringing hope. God's bringing hope. You know, I don't know you're all here today, and I'm not going to assume because you're sitting in a church that you're a Christian, that you have prayed that prayer like I prayed. Jesus, I need you. I, I don't know whether you've all admitted your need for God, opened up your heart and taken that first step of faith to say, God, I need you. Jesus, if you're real, if you're real, I, 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 I need you. I need your forgiveness. I need this abundant life. I can't do life by myself anymore. Eternal life is what he offers. Eternal life. That means life forever, starting now. Starting now. Or maybe you're here today and you say, Vicki, I know what you're talking about. I, I've done that before, but I'm not living like it anymore. If you to if be honest with yourself. You, you're not at peace with God anymore. You've taken him out of the driver's seat of your life and maybe you've put him there in the passenger seat or in the back seat. Maybe maybe you've put him in the boot of the car. Look, I'm happy for you to come for the ride. Maybe you've totally kicked him out. I mean, it's like something happened. You got disappointed. You got disillusioned. And it's like... And no one really knows, but the fact is your heart got, got hard. It's got hard, And you're not at peace with God anymore. You're not living that life, abundant life, or following Him. Him as your Lord and Saviour. So this is what I want to do. I want to pray for anyone here today. I'm going to lead you in a prayer right where you are, right there in your seat. If you would say, Vicki, I've never done this before. I want to surrender my life to God. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Saviour. I want to experience that, that change of spiritual location you talked about. See, when we pray, it's no longer God from a distance. It's no longer God from a distance. Jesus, He comes and He lives on the inside of us. We're one spirit with God. We're no longer alone ever. I'm going to lead you in a prayer, whether it's for the first time or another time. What is important is what God is doing. And if He is knocking on the door of your heart today, and you know that this is a day when you need to get right with Him, to receive Him, to get back under His authority, to come back, to come back into into the realm of His love, of of His. He's never stopped loving you. He's never stopped loving you. But you've you've been running from it. There's someone here and you've been running from it. today, the Lord is saying, come back. Come back. So if that's you, I, I want you to indicate by just shooting your hand up just with every eye closed just say that's me God bless you 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 that's wonderful God bless you sweetheart God bless you thank you God bless you God bless you thank you Lord God bless you sweetheart thank you Jesus hallelujah anybody else not too late you know God's not yet. God bless you every person who raised their hand can I ask you to raise it one more time everyone raise it high yep that's it. There are a number of you, of you here, number of you in the middle, over to my right. This is what I want us to do. We're going to pray a prayer right now. And I want the rest of us to join in and support these ones. And for some of you, it will be the first time. For some of you, you might never have prayed this prayer before. Uh, some of you, you might have. What's important is what's happening in your heart as we, as we pray. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he died for me to give me life and right now I receive you Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I'm sorry I've ignored you and lived life my own way but today I choose your way. I thank you that you love me and you have great plans for my life. In Jesus name, amen, amen. God bless you. Great decision. Thank you, Lord. I'm sure there'll be someone around who, will, who would have seen you and just, will just come and just check that you, you know that you're, uh, you're all good for the journey. They want to encourage you. let give you something if you don't have a Bible. One last thing I want to do. So I want to pray for those of you and you need new faith. You need new faith. The last thing I'm going to do before I hand it back. So if that's you, you say, Vicki, I need new faith. Perhaps there's one area. There's something you've been trying. There's someone you've been fighting, trying to create faith, trying to, and feeling bad that you don't have any. Jesus is your author. He is the perfecter of faith. If that's you, I just want you to stand right where you are. I want you to stand. You say, yep, that's me. For some of you, it's in financial situations. Some of you, it's area of health and well-being, family situations, your emotional situation. Thank you, Lord. I want you to lift your hands to heaven right now. Father, right now, you see every person, everyone who is standing, God, and saying, I need new faith. Lord, there's an area. There's something, God. But some of them, Lord, it's like the stuffing's been knocked out of their believing. Uh, It's been so tough. It's been so hard. Uh, Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, I prophesy right now, new faith. New faith in Jesus' name. And we look unto Jesus right now. We look unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. I thank you, Lord. Right now, like like the Father in Mark chapter 9, who said, Lord, I believe, help. Lord, I believe, help. Lord, I believe, help. God, right now, we declare, Lord, I believe, Help my unbelief. Oh, thank you, Father. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. Ha, ha, hundera bahaya. Thank you, Father, right now. Yes, yes, yes. New faith. I prophesy the new anointing of faith in this place. Hushakaba. It's going to be charged. It's going to be full. God, it's going to be, God, vibrant. It's going to be energetic. It's going to be full of the faith of God. So, Father God, we thank you. And I'm believing for these people, God. Whatever it is they need, whatever the miracle is, whatever the healing is, whatever the impossible situation whatever's been grinding them down, I thank you, Lord, that they're going to see, Father God, they're going to see change. They're going to see breakthrough. They're going to see transformation. They're going to see miracles, Father. Father, we receive. Thank Him for it, church. It's hard to say, by faith, God, I thank you. I thank you, God, for the new faith. I thank you, God, for the believing. I thank you, Lord, for helping my unbelief. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A place of miracles. Father God, that this place would journey people on the path of miracles, seeing impossible things happen. I thank you, God. I thank you, Lord. Ha! Yes, I see peace coming into some of your hearts. Peace, peace, where there has been unrest, where there's been torment. Right now, Father God, I see a number of you who've been having trouble sleeping. I prophesy that you will lay down at night and sleep. You will lay down at night and sleep. For God will give you sleep. I break harassment off minds right now in Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Peace. My brother here peace. I hear the Lord saying, peace, be still. He's coming to the storm. Peace, be still. Walking on the water. You'll think this is strange. This is unusual. What's going on? Just like the disciples who said, this is a ghost. But you're going to know it's Jesus coming to you, walking on the water, walking on the water. He's saying, peace, be still. Peace, be still. I'm seeing it on the inside of you too. Peace, peace on the inside. In Jesus' name. Brother photographer, I'm seeing healing coming into your heart. Oh, I'm seeing a great restoration where something was robbed, where something was wrenched. I'm seeing the Lord coming and pouring into that area, filling you up, pressed down, shaking together, overflowing. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, hey, come on. Let's give the Lord a great hand of praise. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's lift your voice. Come on. One more time. That's it. Woo! Amen. God bless you.
1: Amen. Amen. Oh, God is good, isn't he? do have spare tissues, I promise. <laughs> Fantastic. 2 Corinthians 1.20, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. I know this morning God has spoken many promises to hearts today. He stirred things. He's brought back things to life. He's is renewing water upon things that were barren a lot of promises God has made today but they are yes in Christ and I want to encourage you before you walk out of the door today that the amen is spoken by us the amen is spoken by us we declare let it be so that's what amen is let it be let it be those promises that God has sowed into you those seeds that he's deposited let it be speak the amen this morning I believe that you've got to give honor where honor is due and I want to thank Vicki so much for coming this weekend for being a part of the Sunday and just speaking words of life church why don't you stretch out your hands we're going to pray for Vicki this morning heavenly father I thank you so much I thank you that you have used Vicki in a powerful way this weekend Lord God we honor her we thank her and Lord we just pray a blessing over her that lord you would enlarge her territory that you would stretch even further her tent posts Lord God Lord, that no matter what comes ahead with the unknown of the next season, Heavenly Father, I pray that as she turns the pages, that she'd be astounded by what is written by you on those next pages. That, Lord, it would just bring so much joy to her, reading the, the, the next chapter, Lord God, and what you have in store. The, the unknown surprises that are going to come, the, the overwhelming blessing that you're going to pour into her. And, Lord God, we thank you for her. We're so grateful for her willing heart to come and to impart a word from you today. And so, Lord, we just pray, Lord, would you bless her, Lord, for her family, Lord God, all over in in Perth as well. Lord, would you bless them, Lord God. Would your healing power be upon them. Lord God, would restoration flow through the family, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, God bless you, church. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the sunshine. We'll see you next Sunday. It's going to be another great service, great time in God's house. God bless. Have a good week.